What's up, guys? Welcome back to day two of the 28 days of self-love. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic, main fucking ish, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about the generational fucking curse that has made you who you are and could really contribute to the reason that you struggle with self-love. Now, I know yesterday we talked about how you need to take responsibility for yourself and the own part that you play in your self-love journey, and you absolutely want 100% do and I don't want one bit of this episode to discredit that idea but it might not be your fault in the sense of not knowing what else is possible because the way that you're raised and where you came from and who you're surrounded by makes up your perception of what you think is possible and if you haven't been given a good example of what self-love is and you might not even realize that you haven't been given a good example of it would completely shape your possibility for completely loving yourself now again like i said it might not be that obvious like unless somebody actually in your family hurt you if there's a reason why your mom dad uncle grandma grandpa like that you know that that person hurt you that's one thing but i'm not necessarily talking about something specific a specific event i just mean that the way that they operate the way that they live their life the ideas that they have and the things that they pass on to you without probably even realizing it it's not a harmful act that they're doing to you again separate from if somebody actually did something hurtful to you that's different than this what I'm discussing today is the way that they live their life is now how you live yours it's become your reality a lot of the time kids emulate what they've been brought up in. If you just like look at politics, a lot of the time if parents are democratic, the kids are democratic. Now maybe people grow up and they realize like that they don't want to follow that same path anymore and they might switch their point of view and do something else. But that is what breaking this generational curse is. Saying this ends with me. I want to do something else. I want to do something different with my life. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just continue to follow through with the same ideologies that they've been presented with. And I want to validate you because it's typically because you don't really know anything else. This is your normal. This is what you've been exposed to. You don't realize the possibilities that are out there, the other options that are out there if they haven't been put into your path. If you haven't seen them with your own eyes, it's hard for us to conceptualize them as possible. That's why there is a lot of controversy and whatever else going on in the world today because we do have social media and so many people are allowed to express their opinion and share their voice and share their lives and we can see what is possible in the world. So we have this better idea of things that we can go and we can accomplish and do. But A lot of the time, if it's not a real life example, we don't see it as possible for us until we actually have hard, true evidence that we have in our own realistic, physical lives. We are we can't really understand how it can happen for us. That's why a lot of the time, like if you think about social class, people that are lower class, middle class, um, upper class typically stay in those same things like people that don't have a lot of money typically continue with that people that are in middle class typically continue with that people that are rich typically continue with that again of course there's the ones that break the generational curse but that's what I'm trying to get across here is that you can break that generational curse that is a very possible thing for you to do it's just that you have to first become aware of it like we said yesterday awareness is 50% of the issue you have to see that maybe you just haven't been shown a different reality for yourself now how does this relate back to self-love 
I want to give you guys a specific example from my personal family. One issue that I have with self-love. Now, there are several, (laughs) but one issue unrelated to several other ones is my ability to be sensual. And I can't even, I want to say the word sexy and I feel that I can't even say that into the mic. If that fucking tells you anything right there, that I have such an issue with being a sexual creature. (laughs) See, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I say it? Oh my God. But like, I'm serious. If, because I can't even see that as a possibility for me. And that's why I try to say this. Like, it's not that I have body image issues. I'm not necessarily mad about the way that I look physically. That's not really my problem. It's more of the way that I feel inside. It's that I seriously like can't even picture a world that I could be perceived as like a sexual creature. Like you see people like Stassi and Kylie and whatever fucking Instagram model is out there that has the underwear and you know what it is for me guys it's the fucking face like it's the sexual face where that you're like your lips are just slightly parted and you look good and I like I anytime I've ever it's like seriously it's so embarrassing you know what this reminds me of is like when you're trying to test if you're a good singer and so like you sing into the mic and then you record it back and you're like "Ah, ah, ah." it's so it's so cringe I will fucking take a picture try to take a picture like that and it looks so ugly it looks so ugly (laughs) and I mean obviously this relates to more things like if I put on a I'm sorry mom if I put on a like sexual outfit or something like that like what am I supposed to do with my body like I just like fucking stand there like the most awkward turtle in the entire fucking universe I have no idea how to do that why I would ever be able to that that would ever be possible for me to like look sexy it contributes a lot to like taking pictures and all of that kind of stuff like I have a really hard time doing that because I don't even know how to pose my body I tried to think about that and like why this was such an issue for me I think and this is just my theory I could be I have no idea if this is true but this is what I've come up with so far is thinking about my own mother she's not really like that and not in a bad way she's just like my mom is so independent and such a go-getter and can get anything done that she wants to get done like my mom's one of those fucking annoying people that if you put her somewhere to do something brand new she'll just like do it really good right away that's like nothing no reason to be good at it but just is (laughs) but her sexiness comes from taking care of herself and being this like strong independent woman which is kind of now what I have emulated that like I think that that is more sexy there's nothing wrong with that it's just that it's a different kind of sexy and so when I come back and try to be this like sensual sexy it doesn't work because people that are more independent like that or more I don't know rough around the edges I mean I'm sure you can be both there's got to be a way to be both but see how I don't even realize that as a possibility can you hear that as I'm talking about this And then if you want to take it a step further and go to my grandma, her mother, she's the same way. She's a very independent, strong-willed woman that she, I mean, she doesn't even, like, my mom likes beauty stuff, at least. Like, my mom likes to do her hair and her makeup and all of these things and, like, look pretty and feel sexy and wear nice outfits. And my mom does all of that thing. But, like, my grandma 
absolutely not. My grandma like doesn't care about what she wears. She doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't like dye her hair. She doesn't do anything like that. And doesn't want to have earrings. She's just like, she lives on a farm. She's just very like, get your hands in the dirt type of woman. And again, nothing wrong with that. And I think the word curse makes it sound so bad. It's not that necessarily it's something bad that they're doing. It's just that that's who's shaping you after generations and generations their same patterns are going to carry through to new people so I can't even see it as a possibility for me to be some sensual creature because that's never I've never had that example in my entire life I mean my aunts any everybody like there is not one person that I can think of in my family that is very in tune with themselves sexually (laughs) I don't know I don't even know if this is even making sense I hope it is because like I it's something that again when it comes back to self-love that I feel that I can't be in tune with my body and that means that I don't love myself because I'm not this like suave person like that can flirt with people and catch a guy's eye and do the whole cute girl shebang like that's not me Yes, I have to take responsibility for me not being able to do that. Maybe I could do some things that would practice that habit and, you know, build the confidence that I would need in order to become more like that. But it's not necessarily my fault that I've gotten here because I'm just following my role models in life. You know, these women in my life are who I'm trying to emulate. Because I think that they're the greatest people in the world because they're my family. They're my elders. They're the people that I've always looked up to since I was a little girl. So in my brain, that's what's normal and that's what I need to become like and all of these things. But it's not necessarily true. Now, it can be. I can follow their role and think that that's sexy and be okay with that. Or I can choose to follow a different path. So again, that's where we come back. We take responsibility for ourselves because you have to choose. Do you want to become this new thing or do you want to follow what you've normally done? Both of them are okay, but you have to make a choice about which one you want to live. I mean, or trying to be both and you can't shit on yourself for not being one, but not even putting the effort towards trying to become something else. Again, you have to acknowledge the reason for it, not blame yourself that that's the reason you're here and then figure out how to move forward. Another piece of this that I would like to talk about isn't just the idea of normalcy. It's literally the kind of relationship that you have with your family. For example, I was raised in a very close family. We uplifted each other. We knew when somebody wasn't feeling right and we would ask them what was wrong. And my parents always told us that they were proud of us and made sure that we felt safe and secure and like we had their support and they showed up to everything that we did and supported us to no end. So I grew up in this cushy, loving household. Then I knew somebody that loved their kids so much that she was almost paranoid. She helicopter parented over absolutely everything that she did. I mean, she would track her she would follow her she would like to where if she was hanging out with her friends she would like follow her there and hang out there or like whatever the situation was she wanted to know like absolutely every little detail and then I had another friend whose parents were the complete opposite of that they had a note on their door that said something like if you're having sex use a condom there was like a bunch of rules on there but stuff like that with like about alcohol and weed and sleepovers and all of this stuff and it was kind of a joke but that was like almost like the party house if you will now growing up with my household 
I'm very, very, very fortunate for the love that my family shared, but I almost feel that it has contributed to me being codependent, like me expecting that, me being more entitled and expecting other people to give me that kind of love when not the whole world gives you that kind of love. And that's what validates me and that's what means that I worth something and I need to be able to find a way to validate myself. And I think that that's why I had such an issue with validating myself because I could rely on those that I loved to make sure that I felt safe and secure and validated. And then people like my friend with the overbearing protective helicopter mom, she went to college and she got like DP'd constantly and was at like parties all the time and just like went totally wild because she was rebelling against what happened. And then my friend that had more of the loose household is married and has a baby (laughs) and all this stuff so it's just so funny to see how like shit plays out because like my mom didn't want me to go over to the party house because she felt that it wasn't safe but you know was it was it not safe maybe was it more open and you could communicate things and maybe not sneaking around and lying compared to the girl that was completely opposite and had the helicopter parent where she's sneaking around and lying and then goes off the deep end because she's been restricted her whole life. Who knows what the right way to go about it is, but it all contributes back to your self-love. I'm not here trying to fucking say what's right and what's wrong. It's going to play out however it's going to play out, but think about your specific situation and how that's contributed to the way that you love yourself. Because again, just having the awareness of it doesn't mean that the way that your parents raised you was right or wrong. It just means that there's probably a reason why you are having trouble with self-love or not because of the way that you were brought up. Like if you were in a household that you had to grow up early, maybe you know how to validate yourself and be independent and be better at self-love. Or maybe you have no concept of it because you've been giving to your siblings for your whole life and making sure that they were okay. So now all you know is to give to other people. Options are absolutely endless. Again, This is going to be so specific to you. Self-love is so specific to you that you have to sit back, reflect, and analyze what is your reason? What are your generational curses? What ways has the generations before you shaped the way that you love yourself today? That's all I have for you guys today. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to be talking about acceptance and surrender, and it's about to get a lot more fucking deep. (laughs) So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that coming out at midnight tonight. Other than that, you can follow me at underscore Sarah Ritt on Instagram, at Sarah Rittendale on TikTok, and you can follow Wellish on Instagram at Wellish Podcast. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys. (laughs) 